Hey there, listeners. Welcome to the official WNRG podcast. We believe the best knowledge is knowledge that is shared. Throughout our podcast journey, you'll hear advice from thought leaders, gain insight into areas of expertise other than your own, and hear the inspiring stories of others. This production is made possible by the dedication of our core team. I'm Tara DeLucia. I'm Carmen Pantoja Evans. And I'm Brittany Lemaire. We are looking forward to hearing what topics are important to you. Be intentional. Stay curious. And inspire others. You can share your thoughts on our WNRG Buzz page or by tagging us. Hashtag WNRG Podcast Series. Hey there, listeners. Thanks for joining us again for part two of our interview with Kelly Stevens from AV Services. What else do you enjoy? Is there other... Um, stuff. Well, photography yeah. is my life. I love mm. taking photographs. Um, I'm more of a nature style photographer. I love just being in nature and enjoying nature. Maybe that's why I'm calm. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of um, studies that show green space uh, helps. You know, you're yes. you're just if you spend five minutes out in a green space and in New York City, and you'll see a lot of areas that do have. You know, it'll be surrounded by cement, but there is yes. a couple of feet of just green space, and you can go sit and exactly just refresh. keep the calm. Yeah, just kind of refresh, keep the calm. Um, I enjoy skiing and all snowboarding, different things like that. Wow. Swimming. I just went skiing for the first time. It was terrifying. Nice. It is terrifying. <laughs> I mean, and I used be. to be such a daredevil. Nothing phased me. And I get uh, up there, and I'm thinking about deductibles. Yeah, that's how, I how long so I'll be out of work. Right. This is going to exactly. cost Who's going to drive my kid to school? And I'm yes. like, I can do this. And the instructor's yes. like, go. You can do this. Oh. I started uh, doing all that in high school. So, and I was actually a ski instructor in Carroll. Oh, my goodness. A long, long time ago. This is in high school. So, um, that's kind of where I started, I guess, my some of my teaching and training. So, I was teaching little ones how to ski. Interesting. <laughs> so you have now mentioned the, the training aspect. Uh, mm-hmm. You have a degree in workforce leadership training and development. Correct. Share a little bit more about that. What led you to that path? Well, um, when I first started college, I was actually going to school to be a radiologist. So I had a couple years into, you know, the pre-stuff that you have to do. Um, and then there's something inside me. I was just kind of like, I don't really know if this is what I really want to do with my life. Um, so I kind of got out of that and I followed my, I was like, well, I really want to do graphic design. I want to get into video production and that kind of thing. So, um, I went and went to school for that and basically had an associate's degree in that started working, um, in the field. I actually started at wave three, uh, which is kind of weird in the news broadcasting. So I kind of started there doing video production, um, and then also worked for a company called Nextcast and the Image Foundry. So this was in the 90s. Um, <laughs> and so we were on the forefront of streaming at that point. Um, so I worked with um, Ryan Scarborough, actually, who works here at Humana. He, we worked together at that time, and we were working on things, something that was similar to a Netflix, um, but it was called Nextcast. Um, so we actually were able to to produce some streaming events, and um, so that was kind of my first initiation into the streaming world. Um, so cool. It was cool, and even back then I was trying to wrap my mind around, like, 
what was the future going to be like? And man, I would love it if I could just turn on my TV and choose whatever I wanted to watch. Like, how cool would that be? So and that was kind of our thinking behind the next cast. Hmm. Um, and I could see where it's like, is that even going to fly? Yeah. Is that even really going to work? People, Who's going to want that? You know. And a lot of people were like that. Mm-hmm. This is a dumb idea. This is mm-hmm. horrible. Who's going to do this? And, you know, but we just stayed focused and just tried to keep with it. Um, and then over time, um, I just kind of started moving on and doing other things. And that's when I got into event management um, and start, actually started my own business, managing other events for other companies like HP, um, Procter & Gamble products, just makeup, whatever you needed to have promoted at that point. <laughs> we would have promoted really it for you. cool. And then, you know, there was a lot of set up event set up kind of like what we do now they're just trying to figure out how, what's going to happen during this event so it was it was a lot of fun a whole lot of fun a lot of great experience it was a high stress a lot of networking too a lot of networking lot of net- got yeah. to meet people I, I mean i had thousands of events going on across the country i had probably three to four hundred employees under my belt that were my part of my company and they were all over the country you know, training all these people. We didn't, I didn't have, you know, Wowza or barely had internet really at this point. Did you have to make a phone call? <laughs> I had to actually call people, <laughs> fax things, and it was just crazy. What's a fax? I know. We like, still fax things. At believe it or not, people do fax. It's crazy. Um, so that sure. kind of leads into what I do now, which I think helps me as far as like scheduling events, working with people, bringing people together. And, well, you and have the tribal the knowledge of, of how it was, and, right. and you've combined all of that skill set and all that knowledge, and, oh, yeah. and fast forward. Yeah, so I mean, I've developed my own film, and now I'm like, you know, handing you SD cards, so right. like, <laughs> everything's on this little SD yeah. card that uh, would have taken forever to ingest into a machine so I could do something with it. So was your family, was this something that your family did over the years? No. Are you... uh, I'm the only one. Yeah. Sprouted from... I just kind of sprouted from, yeah, and just following my dreams and, uh, you know, not everything was a dream, obviously, uh, in between, but um, I always was focused and figured everything that that I was doing was going to be a learning experience for something in the future. And here I am. <laughs> and so, even your photography, that's something yeah. that you... That yes. You, I've always... You sprouted on your own? Per, well, you know, my grandfather um, helped me along, I guess, in that sense. He was a prisoner of war in mm. World War Two, And then after... Um, th- this is actually a long story, but um, once he was uh, cap- not captured, but released... Mm. Um, he took on the job of fixing radios to us. Now they're antique radios, right? So mm-hmm. back then they weren't. So he was more of a tinker-type person. And one of the things that he loved was filming um, and just taking, like, family videos and the projector and, like, all that. Just, like, mm-hmm. anytime he would break that out, I was there. You know, just showing me how to use a typewriter to, you know, how to load the film into a camera to, you know, Putting the film on the projector so we could put our screen up and show old family movies sure. way before I was born. So, sure, uh, it was it's really special. It is. It's it's very special. So I would go in his little shop and he would, you know, we tinker on things together. And so he was, he was really, I guess, inspirational in that aspect mm-hmm. as I far as bringing that. the technology, even though it that. was old. 
I still appreciate it. I but love it was it. technology of the time. Of the time, yeah, absolutely. And he, you know, he kind of progressed each time. Something else would come out. And he'd buy that new camera or that new radio or whatever it was. And mm. so I guess that's kind of where my technology love for technology came. So we went from a transistor to a that's right uh, boombox. <laughs> the boombox. Oh yeah, we had the boombox and. Uh, I, and, I, and the funny thing is I have a lot of all the old antique mm. radio stuff that he had. and um, Are those Crossleys? Just, yeah. or I, I have my great-grandmother's um, record player, and it like mm. still has the price tag on it from nice. Walmart. But, and, and I mean, it still works. Like, the even the little old wires for the speakers that, like, you know, you have to, like, wedge it in there mm-hmm. and then flip the button That's up so it stays connected. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, all that still works. She And there's a Westinghouse fan I found in her attic. It still works. So the so. oldest one I have is an old Marconi radio, which was actually one of the first radios to really develop. And I mean, it's like this weird contraption. Maybe I could send you guys a picture yes, of it. But, oh, that's please. pretty cool. I've only um, seen one in a uh, museum. You can't really find any pictures wow. of it, but I've seen a picture of it that's in a museum in Ohio. Might so be some it was fun to just to be exposed to to all of that growing up and, and just having that experience with him. So it was fun. So what kind of trends do you see for tech? Uh, as far as trends, um, I think like the virtual reality, um, augmented reality um, are some of the, 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 high, the bigger things that we're kind of seeing. Um, come up so i'm trying to figure out ways how can we use that with what we do here virtual reality yeah. virtual reality and augmented reality so this should be a, an interesting yeah i've never thing. heard augmented reality um, yeah, so. like the oculus and things like that like to, yes yeah. it's kind of like it superimposes like if i had this microphone in front of me i could wear something that could show another microphone and i could turn the microphone on or off okay that Particular thing. Instead of just seeing, you would, you could actually right. physically. And so, like phlebotomists, they may use this uh, kind of where they can scan over top of your arm and they can see where your veins are. So it kind of like superimposes a light so that like shines down and it shows your veins. Minority report stuff. Just yeah, just off. There's so many uses for it. I'm blown away every day just just reading about technology. I cannot keep up with it. No, no so <laughs> much. Yes, it's so much. And I'm excited to learn what the future holds um, for all of us in the world as well as for Humana. Um, more to come on that. We'll see where we're at in 10 years. <laughs> all right, I'm going to jump in. Sure. So the AV and tech scene can sometimes be very male-dominated. So have you ever experienced feeling like a minority in this workplace? And has has it changed yeah. over the years? Actually, absolutely. My entire career... <laughs> Trey has experienced, you know, most of the people who are applying for the job here, it's it's male-dominated. I think Libby was mm-hmm. one of our few women who actually applied. So I'm really happy to have her on board, too, by the way. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this entire industry, from my experience, is predominantly male-dominated. So it has been... Um, an experience, if you will. I mean, you you hear the snide remarks. You you hear, you know, sometimes guys they they back in the day. I think the way culture is changing now, you don't see or hear that as much. Um, so I've heard, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I think sometimes when I was in the situation, um, you just kind of do what you have to do to fit in because it's, you know, at that time this was just the acceptable way for people to sometimes be. So I think it's really interesting that you brought that up, that you kind of did what you had to do. And I think many of us 
feel that way regardless of gender. It's just agree to disagree, but you feel like you need to just move on. That kind of brings me to the studies that Rosabeth Moss Cantor conducted in 1977. Tokenism theory posits that underrepresentation is the primary cause of negative work experience for minority group demographic members within an organization and how being a minority can affect one's performance due to enhanced visibility and performance pressure. And so while some of us may think that this would provide opportunities for promotion, it can also, on the flip side, you know, create a a performance pressure because you're in that always-on type of environment and you're always being observed. So specifically, Cantor noted minority tokens in a subject group felt constrained to expectations of social roles that were more consistent with gender stereotypes. So token women often fell into assumed roles in the workplace, like the parent, the caregiver, the note taker, the one who orders lunch, or the the spiteful vixen, for lack of better words, just because they were a leader. And Cantor also studied the idea tokenism with the Hispanic population in the workplace. And she went on to author numerous books regarding gender and socioeconomic related studies. So we'll include this in the show notes. And it'll be the abstract for her book, Who Gets to Work? Six Trends Shaping Jobs, Opportunity, and Mobility of the Future. So that is found on Get Abstract, which is a free perk of being a Humana associate. Get Abstract is like high level summaries of books from thought leaders in different types of industries that help go into building our business acumen. Um, I mean, overall, though, my experience has always been positive. So um, sounds like for, because of how much skill you had, you were shown respect. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, um, I've always I felt that people have always respected me wherever I've worked. You know, it's it's interesting to work in AV world um, because AV people think a lot differently um, than your normal corporate person, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that was probably one of my reservations about working at Humana. Because I come from a, an AV background, I was a freelancer my whole life. I've been able to do whatever I want when I want. Creative control. Uh, right? Creative, yeah, creative control. Um, so I think here, though, I'm able to help guide other others um, or associates um, to learn more about how this all works. Some people say, "Oh, I want a video made." Well. It's a little bit more than just yeah. making a video or, you know, we have to kind of help guide them. So I think just all that experience that I've learned over the years has helped so, help me guide you where yeah. into a, a good place. It's applying yeah. that uh, leadership and training development that, you know, right. you, so you're using your school and then exactly. and expanding on that. You know, what do you think makes a good leader? For me, um, when I was in a leadership position, um, I think just being able to relate to people. Um, and just to see where they're coming from, what environment they're working in. Um, when I would, I'm the kind of person, though, I will immerse myself in your situation so I know where you're coming from. What is the problem? How can we change this? How can we make it better? Um, so that's kind of how I feel leaders should really look at um, their situation and those that they lead, You're just putting yourself in the shoes of those you're leading. Undercover boss. Undercover. I'm totally, I would be great at that job. 
<laughs> That's cool. I bet you would make that show look phenomenal. Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. It would be a lot of fun. That, that is actually one of my one of my favorite shows. But that is something that I appreciate about Trey, um, my leader, Trey Pennington, um, that he is there with us. He does immerse himself into what we do. I think that he, you know, that gives him an understanding as to if we have a problem somewhere, he can help guide us as to where to fix it. You know, I want to know how everything is hooked up so I can say, okay, look at that red cord over there. You may want to wiggle it a little bit or whatever you need yeah. to do. Unplug it, plug it back in. Um, that's how I would lead, just putting myself in the person's shoes and understanding where they come, where they're coming from. Probably makes that associate also feel or that person feel valued because you're taking the time out. Exactly, so. exactly. That's, and for those that I have led, they have said that to me, like, I appreciate that you have taken the time to do this with me, Kelly, or like, wow, you really care about what I'm doing here or, you know, if they're struggling, you know, sometimes you have to be a psychologist and help guide them through whatever they're going through. So you just never know what a person's going through. And, and I'm keen on that. Like I pay attention to how someone's feeling or I can tell if you're down most of the time. Um, and I just try to always get to know my, my associates the best I can. So other women that want to join the AV world, um, it sounds like it's rolling that way, but is, is, do you have any recommendations or an opinion on females that would like to do that? One of the things I think about the AV scene is when you have to at least try to go get some sort of a education and some if it's graphic design or production, whatever you need to do. If not, get out there and work. You know, sometimes you might have to work for free. There's many times I've worked for free just to gain knowledge. I can't tell you how many, how many hours I've spent working for free <laughs> just so I could learn something. Um, it's kind of like free schooling. So to me, mm-hmm. you cannot learn. Good idea. Hands-on training. Hands-on mm-hmm. training in this world, period. And the networking you, piece. You, yeah. yeah, and you can't really learn what we do in a book. You, you just no. have to do it. And it's taken years to learn you know it takes years to learn a program and then there's like all these other programs and then they change it and then you got to relearn it and it's just like constant constant learning mm-hmm. um so if you can put yourself in situations where you can actually um, have that experience um, and then just take that with you over time my my advice is just to get out there and maybe if somebody's shooting a short film or something like that or somebody's looking for an intern or even if they're just needing their rooms clean or something in their building do what you have to do to just to be in the environment um just because it's very hard to to really succeed in this in this world i believe what's it take Mm -hmm. what's it take to succeed experience Mm -hmm. a lot of experience yeah because you say oh well I, i ran a camera at uh uh, you know, so-and-so's wedding or uh, at my my grandmother's, you know, 90th birthday, but that doesn't make you a videographer. It's like you really need to immerse yourself or surround yourself with people who are um, who can teach you. Um, I've, I had a wonderful mentor as well. I think just having a mentor in your life maybe mm-hmm. that can that is in that industry and can kind of help guide you um, along the way. So I've been very blessed to to have that opportunity. Not a lot of people do kind of just fell into that one <laughs> so how did you do the work-life balance portion of it you said you were a freelance you'd work sometimes day and <laughs> night you know I how did. did how how did you do that I'm still wondering that myself mm. Carmen <laughs> 
um, with the help of others. Um, as far as like my mother, a couple friends of mine really just stepped in whenever I needed to be like, all right, I got to go do this and I need you for two hours or, um, okay, I'm going to go do this job. I'm going to be gone for two days. Um, and then here I'm going to work at home and I'm going to edit and do this. Mm -hmm. And, um, here I'm going to, you know, it was just like, I'm all over the place, Mm -hmm. but really what we do, there's, it's never the same. It's always different. You know, camera turns on the same, but what I'm doing with it is always different. So mm. I enjoy the struggle because struggle it, and juggle. It made hey, me yeah. a better person, <laughs> um, adaptable and resilient. resiliency and just and also hopefully being able to uh, motivate other people in my life mm. and just to because a lot of people are like, God, oh, Kelly, how are you doing this? Like, I don't understand. Like, you just do so much. I'm, that's what it's I just do. Is what I do. <laughs> it's just the same. It's just the you know. Now I'm working for Humana, and I'm actually working about 20 hours less a week. So I'm happy yeah. about that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, I get 20 hours of my life back a, a week. You're sure your family appreciates that? <laughs> they do. It's wonderful. Um, so have you ever taken a Jung typology test? <sighs> like the I Myers, believe, the Myers Briggs. I believe a long time ago. So yeah. I would be interested to see if uh, you have the same personality type. Okay. Yes. Yeah, a lot of similarities. (laughs) We have to try that out. I think our team was talking about Um, doing it. Humana offers it. I can't remember what the Go Link is, but I'll include it in the show notes. But Humana has offers that. So that that like the ENFP and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I would do it. Yeah. I'll take it. Was there anything we missed or anything you want to add? Um, I think, you know, one of the things in my life I, I try to live by is, you know, do what you love and love what you do, and the money will mm-hmm. come one day. Um, I know a lot of people get caught up in, you know, having and doing, um, but I think just from coming from humble beginnings and following my dreams of doing what I love over the time, it's, you know, things have come, and I feel that I'm in a good spot and I'm where I need to be at Humana. So I and feel like I'm in a good spot. Said humble beginnings. You you grew up in Greenup, Kentucky on a, a family farm. Yeah, I did. Was it a fully functional? Um, we we grew um, mostly corn, um, and then we had a part of it was like a horse farm. So we would um, we had tons of horses and cattle. So it was a lot of fun Cattle's growing tough up. Business. Yeah, that's my grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, you know, I, I learned to appreciate the, um, just appreciate nature and family. I and see where just, that came from uh, now, too. Yeah, and just being. The farm and tech. That's just, you know, I know, really it totally bad. is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and our farm's been in the family for over 100 years. So it's just one of those things oh. that, um, you know, was just was just very fortunate to, to grow up in. And, and here I am now, you know, in the technology world and, and Humana. So. It's it's super exciting and just so happy to be here and a part of this team. And you mentioned you were happy to to be here. Well, we're happy to have you and thank you so much for joining us today yeah, in the studio awesome. and all it's the such an continued honor. support and help and finagling of wires and cords and making sure that uh, I you know we didn't just record and not record for you know, an hour. Been there, done that. <laughs> However, <laughs> I can help. Too. We we have too many failed attempts and learning curve just NASCAR. Yes. Well, however I can help, let me know. And for the audience out there as well, just reach out to us and we'll figure out how we can work through it together. Awesome. Go AV Services. Yay, go (laughs) AV. Team AV. (laughs) Thanks, Kelly. Thank you. And that's it for this episode. You can share your thoughts on our WNRG Buzz page or by tagging us. 
hashtag WNRG podcast series. Until next time, be intentional, stay curious, and inspire others.